0: The day has finally come. We are one day away from the MLB postseason. October baseball. Could not be more excited. Today, James and I will look back on the season a little bit, talk about our awards, uh, MVP, rookie, coach, Cy Young, all of that. Talk about what made the season great, and then we will preview all four wildcard matchups and give our full playoff bracket predictions. Episode 64, let's jump into it. Today. Today, I consider consider myself myself the luckiest luckiest man man on the face of the earth. Well, James, it seems like we've been waiting for this for a long time. For a while, you know, the news has been a little so-and-so for the past couple months in the league, just kind of waiting for postseason with a lot of our a lot of teams and our teams clinching kind of a while ago at this point. But now, tomorrow, we are, let's see, 17 hours away from first pitch in the Guardians race series. How are you feeling one day away from the postseason?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's super exciting. I still try to put everything in perspective with the fact of the lockout and what could have been and the fact that we crammed in a whole 162 in the postseason. And, of course, like, look, love baseball. Obviously, it's great. I'm always going to watch it the full season, all of it. But there's nothing like October. Uh, and, you know, when you're a team from, like, a Dodgers fan perspective, like, it's great franchise win record. They had, I mean, what probably a top five season in baseball history. But, like, it really comes down to the playoffs. So I'm so hyped and we have some awesome matchups like this wildcard weekend, max. I am stoked. So like, it's all must watch. I mean, going to be glued to the TV.
0: Yeah, that's for sure. Um, And yeah, I mean, for you, like with the Dodgers, sure. You got a little bit of a break here. I think Tuesday might be the start of the, uh, the DS series, but Cardinals, I mean, I'm going to have my eye on them all weekend and the guardians for that matter kind of sucks they play at the same time uh, on Friday, but it's going to be a nerve-wracking weekend. I'll be at Progressive Field on Saturday and Sunday if necessary, but hopefully it won't be needed. Do
1: you think it will be necessary?
0: (sighs) I don't know. You know, I think a lot of these series, maybe all of them, are very close, and I could just very easily see all of these series going to three, and the Guardians in particular – it's going to be tough. It's going to be interesting. I think a lot of it depends on how Tyler Glass now pitches in game two because he's only had two starts on the year. Um, but we'll talk about that when we talk about the series. I think, James, first we want to kind of look back on the season a little bit. What made the season so great before? So so let's kind of plan it out here. So we're going to talk about what made the season so great. Just talk about the season a little bit. Do awards. Then we'll preview all four wildcard matchups. And then the full playoff prediction. So, James, lots of historic stuff happened this season. Looking back, you know, the first thing I remember that was pretty historic was Miguel Cabrera's three thousandth hit. Um, we had your buddy on the live from uh,
1: from the Tropicana
0: Park, Tropicana Field,
1: Comerica, uh, Comerica,
0: Comerica. <laughs> Who plays at Tropicana? That's uh, anyway. uh, the
1: Rays' terrible stadium.
0: But that's the first thing I remember, and it only you know went up from there. Judge breaking the record, Pujols hitting seven hundred, some incredible rookies. Dodgers obviously had a historic season. Where do you look when you think about this season? How special it was.
1: I mean, before I even answer that, I just want to shout out. Like I almost forgot that Miguel Cabrera's three thousandth hit happened. Like it's there's been so much historic stuff, but it is to me. This feels like it's it's a better season than most, or just like there's just. Something's always happening, you know. Again, the thing that it's hard. Where do I first jump? I mean, I probably recency bias look most at Puhol seven hundred. So I think about that. uh But for me, the the second thing that really got me was Julio Rodriguez, and just the the reemergence of the Seattle Mariners as contenders at the deadline, acquiring, making the postseason. Again, team I was super hot on beforehand, but they were just electric. Give you that America's team feel. So for me, I I look there. That was awesome.
0: Yeah, I I agree with Pujols. Obviously, that was the big moment I've been waiting for all year. And for a while, I didn't think it was coming. I mean, he hit 20 home runs post All-Star break, I think. So that was obviously incredible. Um, There were just so many things. I mean, just off the top of my head, Trout in his final game this year, hit his 350th
1: career home run, which Um, also gave him 40 on a season where he was not fully healthy, where Shohei Otani again, had one of the most ridiculous seasons ever in MLB and the angels finished fourth in their division.
0: I remember early in the season, the angels were, had all the hype. They led almost all offensive categories, you know, Taylor Ward, I think won my April player of the month. Trout and Otani were hot. They had all they were firing in all cylinders, and then they just fell off a cliff, maybe as expected, but that was tough to see. Some teams that have always stayed at the top, you know, we have the Dodgers, the Astros, the Yankees. The Yankees stumbled a little bit, but they never lost that lead. Um, but they've really been there all year. The biggest thing that kind of changed right at the end was the Mets. Uh, I I don't even want to say collapsing because they didn't collapse. I know there's recency just tells us, oh, the Braves swept them. They took the NL East, but the Mets won 100 games. They controlled that division all year. Um, But the Braves were able to sneak it out at the end. That was kind of the last storyline we were following. But I I think what you said at the beginning, um, just about how, you know, we had the lockout kind of when we were starting this podcast, we were questioning whether there would even be a season, whether the lockout would go past Jackie Robinson day. You know, would we see everybody wearing 42? Would we see a shortened season or what would it look like? And imagine if we didn't see a season and all the historic moments that you wouldn't get this year. Um, It's just, it's really crazy to think about. And I'm very thankful we made it through the full 162 game season. We've got an amazing expanded playoff format, I think, with 12 playoff-worthy teams. And I could not be more excited for the, the all the games this weekend.
1: And, Max, I want to just piggyback off that because the expanded playoff was right up there on my list. The team that best represented me, you had a little more parity, this movement. But to me, it's a, the Baltimore Orioles. The Baltimore Orioles played baseball that mattered into September for the first time in nine years, basically, because of this playoff. So just some of that storyline, that extra pressure, where there were still teams in the hunt, that's been great. Um, so that expanded playoff, I think, and this wild card weekend, like crazy matchups, very excited.
0: I agree. I mean, more playoff baseball, the better. I, I think it'll be interesting to see the Playoffs over the years. I think this year you do see, like I said, twelve quality teams in there. I, I, you're you're giving me that look when I say quality. I, I would say there are twelve playoff worthy teams in the postseason, where I could see in a future. Um, You know, future season, you run into some teams that just are like, or you're like, is this really? Is this team really in the playoffs? Like, should this team really be there? But I don't think you're seeing that this year. You know, the sixth seed in both division, the Rays and the Phillies, both have both have really solid teams that I think deserve to be in the playoffs. Why were you giving me
1: that look? The Padres. Yeah, I mean, so first of all, the Padres are absolutely not a quality team, but you know I think it with the Phillies a little bit but but they are what what they've been putting up it I'll, I'll give them all the pass and actually we'll talk about it later but I have some more detailed thoughts on the Padres wild card series interesting interesting but yeah I, so
0: how would would you say you're happy with the expanded playoff three teams over two?
1: Oh, 100 percent I mean again you said it's more baseball more teams that care and my whole goal the reason I hate owners like reds ownership just cheap owners, it's like, let's be competitive. Like you, I get it. There's a sports business side of it. Very much understand that. But it's like, go try and win games. So having more teams buy. Again, do the Seattle Mariners hammer if they don't have that expanded playoff? Yeah, they didn't need it. They were that top wild card. But do they make some of those trades? I mean, I don't know. And And again, Max, your point though. Imagine if we did not get to see Poo hole 700 Miggy goes 3000 the battery record AL home run record uh, like it just goes on and on and, and it's like wow how close you, you I mean some lawyers really almost fucked it up and I do agree
0: you it gave some meaningful baseball for teams like the Orioles you know maybe it pushed the Mariners to make that extra move but there is there were a lot of bad teams as well and I think it could have played into that a little bit. You know, you've got the Tigers, the Royals, the Rangers, the Athletics, the Nationals, Pirates, Reds, Rockies, all really, really bad. Um, and so I, I wonder how it affects the entire parody of the league. Um, I don't know. I, I think it's just, will ha- it'll take some years to see the ramifications of this and how it affects teams. Not trying to win, trying to win, trying to push for the playoffs. For example, the Orioles were sellers at the deadline, right? They got rid of Mancini. Um, and But and there they were. Closer. Yeah. But they're going to be around for the next couple of years. I think the Orioles are going to make the playoffs next year. Um, but but yeah, I mean, what, what else do you have to say
1: about this year? Anything else before we get to awards? I think it was good, uh, New York baseball in general, just the Yankees and Mets being two of the more relevant teams just because you're connecting that market, a little more marketing and reach, I guess. You know, I don't know. I just, there's this kind of buzz when you have New York going. Uh, and, of course, when you're getting that with L.A., like you're going to get up, starting to get a lot of lot of eyes. Uh, but, oh, it was such a great season. I think, I mean, the downside Biggest downside I see is just that they made the field of dreams game absolutely unbearably terrible. <laughs> I mean, that still is like I, no comment, but
0: let's go into these awards because I think it'll be fun to compare them with our preseason predictions. I know one well, we don't know who won, but I am giving my postseason prediction the same as I know at least one of my preseason predictions. Um.
1: And I know what you're referring to, and he certainly will be winning. Let's just go right into it. Let's just start right there then. Obviously, I'll let you take the stage, but I believe you're talking about the AL Cy Young race.
0: AL Cy Young, yeah. Justin Verlander. I mean, what he's done this year at the age of 39, coming off of Tommy John surgery, leading all of the majors in WHIP. Leading, leading all the majors in ERA at a 1.75 ERA at 39 years old off of Tommy John. Absolutely unbelievable. And he's
1: uh, not—he's
0: uh, the runaway. He's a lock for AL Cy Young.
1: Not to mention a second in the league and wins at 18. So, again, I mean, just a monster. I owe him an apology because I, I think I just said, oh, I don't know how it'll go. Tommy John. I mean, he was ridiculous all year. Uh, and one of his counterparts on his staff is in this race frambler valdez so crazy playoff matchup but justin verlander at 39 this is a hall of fame pitcher guaranteed hall of famer who maybe just had his best year at 39 off of tommy john
0: yeah i liked how you point out framber as well uh i think the astros might have the best rotation in the postseason um they, I mean, they are just really good all around. I, there's no questions asked about that. But Verlander leading the staff is a huge part of that. And who was your
1: preseason prediction? My preseason prediction for the AL Cy Young was was Lucas Giolito. So a little huge Ooh. swing and a miss there. That's not even in the realm of possible. I missed pretty bad on some of these. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I can think of some. Uh, let's stay in Cy Young. Give me your NL Cy Young this one no question unfortunately we're not doing video anymore i got the julio jersey on from our bet i got the Modelo out there's no question i'm not even accepting this as a biased pick julio uriah should be the nl saiyan i mean again when you're looking at the stats from this season which now it's a second straight season he's been the ace on a very good team and he's looking at a um oh, where am i looking a 216 era best in the national league He's tied for third in the MLB with 17 wins. You know, it's just a great season. And again, you're winning games, keeping the ERA down. I don't really know what more you want at this point. I think he's proving he's not only a bona fide ace, he's the best pitcher on the Dodgers.
0: Yeah, I think that's fair. I mean, his last couple months in particular, he's been pretty much unhittable. And yeah, I mean, it can't even be a homer pick. He's the, leads the NL and ERA. Like you said, I went a little bit different. I went with Sandy. Um, he's just been dominant all year, six complete games, which is the most by a lot. He's got a low, he's got a two point two eight ERA. Um, I mean, we've talked about him all year. How amazing it was. I said he should be the starter in the all-star game. Again, he's just, he's just dominant. Every time you see him come out there, he's just striking everybody out. Um, I, I love Sandy. I still wish he was a Cardinal, uh, but what can you do? I I got to give it to Sandy Alcantara this this year. Where did you go preseason? I I think I went. I forget. Maybe my, my Bueller. Pre-season.
1: Yeah, my preseason was Bueller, which is uh, tough. I pretty much cursed him. Uh, you had Rodon, um, mm-hmm. so you know he didn't do it. But I I like the pick. And Sandy, like I'm not going to give you too much pushback. I mean, I'll tell you, you're wrong. Um, which is true, but I like Sandy. He had a great season. Uh, Again, sticks out to me is the durability and the fact that he actually gets better the further he is. His seventh, eighth inning pitching is his best work. Uh, Incredible pitcher, and again, like how can you not love a Sandy who's just a dominant pitcher, kind of a big deal. But it's Julio's time. I mean, he's been getting snubbed all over the place. It's time.
0: Let's turn to another Julio. I think we're both going to go this way for AL rookie of the year. Uh, this isn't one that we predicted preseason. I don't know why. Maybe just, I, I don't know why we just didn't, uh, but it's gotta be Julio Rodriguez. I will say the AL rookie class is stacked. I think in another year, Adley can have won it. And another year Quan could have run won it. Even Jeremy Pena had a great year, but Julio's numbers this year are really out of this world. Uh, His OPS is at 853 for a rookie, 28 home runs, 25 stolen bases. Just an absolutely incredible year and probably a catalyst for that Mariners team. And it's going to be electric watching him bat leadoff in Toronto this weekend.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm right there with you. I think there's really no question here. It is a great class. I love Adley Rutschman. Like, he's going to be one of the best players in baseball in his time same with julio here he got the massive deal 284 batting average 75 ribbies with 25 doubles he's got speed great in the defense swag power like what more can you want unreal home run derby performance he's putting up a better rookie season than ken griffey jr last time the mariners had ken griffey jr i mean just saying i think the you know seattle's here to here to play here to stay and uh big part is julio and again, he was like the second thing I mentioned for what made this season great for me. He's a savage. What about
0: NL? Where did you go here? To me, it was between two Braves, but I'm curious to see where you made your final decision or if you went elsewhere.
1: Yeah, there, I didn't. It, to me, it was between two Braves. Maybe a third name I could think of. I went with Michael Harris. Again, smaller sample size, only at 114 games played, but that's still good. 20 stolen bags, 19 homers, again, 853 OPS. Kind of crazy, both rookies, in my opinion. 297 batting average. To me, Michael Harris, at first, the first 60 games when they signed him, I'm like, this is kind of ridiculous. Like, what are they doing? He's good. For me, he's a move-the-needle guy on this Braves lineup because when he shows up in the six hole, I mean, this guy in your six that's ridiculous, Uh, and not to mention incredible center fielder. Since Bader got traded, I would say Michael Harris probably the best defensive center fielder in the National League.
0: I went with Strider. I, I think Harris is a great pick. I just leaned one way over the other. I think they both could win it, and it's going to be a tight race. Um, the third name you can think of, I would probably put Brendan Donovan from the cards as my third, but whatever. But Strider, 13.8 strikeouts per nine this year with an ERA at 2.67, a whip under one. Incredible season from a rookie. Uh, I'm really looking forward to him getting some postseason reps. I know he was hurt to close the season, but he'll be back there in the postseason. and He's going to be a huge part of that incredible Braves rotation. Uh, I mean, there are so many names on it. Freed, Kyle Wright, uh, even Charlie Morton, Spencer Strider. So that'll be really fun to see. But I went with Strider. It's just really impressive what he's done. And the Braves, I mean, we've talked about it before, but the fact that they've, they've, they've got all of these guys locked up for the next 10 years basically almost all these guys to like 2030 Matt Olson, Ozzy Albies Ronald Acuna Austin Riley Michael Harris Spencer Strider I mean that's a ton of names right there and ton of all-star caliber players
1: The Braves are going to be around for a while yeah and they and somehow they did it and everyone signed a team-friendly deal so incredible work uh and the GM spot there from there Max I think I think we're going to have the exact same MVP for both. I mean, so let's just hit. to me, this one's a consensus. I think no-brainer, and that's the American League MVP. I mean, need I say more? It's Aaron Judge. Again, A, a home run record. It was 62, 131 RBIs. All, you know, league leading, 111, 1.111 OPS, which is nuts. I mean, 311, but he did it all. He did it all. Incredible year and one of the best sports bets ever. I mean, this is a contract year and he just put that up.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's Aaron Judge. He leads the majors in runs, home runs, RBIs, leads the American League in walks, leads all the majors in on base percentage, slugging, OPS, OPS plus, and total bases, while also batting 311, five away from the American League batting crown that Luis Arise got. Aaron Judge is just the man. Um, Here, preseason, I did go with Shohei, uh, and I think that was a fair pick. He was clear second in this race, but Judge is the runaway favorite here.
1: Yeah, I think it has to be Judge. And Shohei, again, it's one of those where same kind of thing that hit Vlad Jr. I mean, any other year, what Shohei did is almost more ridiculous than his rookie, or not his rookie, his MVP season last year. I mean, he was top five in the league in home runs and top five in K's. That's insane. That hasn't happened since 1890. It's the fourth time it's ever happened. Just crazy stuff there, and it's a lock. That's how good this Aaron Judge season was in a contract year. I mean, the the dude made himself at least $100 to $150 million, more than he would have. Yeah, incredible bet. And I think preseason, you went Buxton, right? I did go Buxton uh, health issues. I mean, I knew if it had to happen, he was going to be, there. didn't play enough, but when he played, he was good. Twins were good.
0: National league. Are we going to be on the same page? I think, you know, where I'm going. It's, I think it's gotta be Paul Goldschmidt. He's been kind of the runaway favorite for a while now, even though he had in, in terms of Paul Goldschmidt stats, a slumping September, a little bit. Um, You know, he fell out of the triple crown race, but absolutely incredible season from Goldie uh it's got to be Paul Goldschmidt and with I will say Nolan Arenado likely to finish in second in MVP voting
1: uh I mean I'm I'm completely on board with you I agree with the pick and I think probably Arenado goes second Uh, I have to claim a stake and put Freddie there I think he's a consensus three but uh I'll I'll slide him at the two. But again, Paul Goldschmidt, that's that's the guy, insane season from him. Thirty-five homers, you know, batting 317, 981 OPS. He's just he crushed it, did it for power, did it for contact. He's he again a guy who probably gets into the Hall of Fame having the best year of his career. I think that's that's an MVP.
0: And I want to call out here your preseason pick for National League MVP chris bryant goes the whole season without hitting a single home run at coors field this year sure you didn't see that coming but you said it when you made the pick that it was a bold pick so i respect it but it was a little off it turns out
1: Uh, a, a little off is very generous of you i mean i think if you actually did a poll all the way down to get to chris bryant he's probably on average the 460th guy on most people's ballots, maybe. I mean, there's... C- his own teammate, CJ Cron was closer to it than he was.
0: He barely, played. He barely yeah. played.
1: I mean, he... Hey, he got... Pa- it's the other thing I said. He got paid, and now he's just sitting in Colorado getting stoned. <laughs> Did you see the Rockies ended with a winning percentage of 420? I mean, look at that. It's a brand thing. They, that I, I believe they strategically managed to.
0: <laughs> I preseason chose uh, Ronald Acuna as my pick. Obviously a little closer, but still a, a ways off. Acuna had a solid season, but nothing crazy. I mean, he's not even the best player on his team. Yeah. Uh, let's do manager. This is one where I really forget where we went preseason. Um, but how, give me
1: one of yours. Pick AL Let or let me give you the preseason prediction first uh we both went in the national league don mattingly um, don't Oof. think that that hits you uh <laughs> you in the american league went with charlie montoya um, he's on unemployment so that didn't hit i went with scott Servais. uh i mean the mariners had a great season so i'm going to take us right to the american league They had a great season. I want it to be him. I can't do it. I mean, it has to be Terry, Francona. It just, I mean, they had a 7.5% chance or prediction of making the postseason. Here they are, you know, on top of, not only on top of the AL Central with mostly rookies and, you know, very low payroll. They're in a series and we'll talk about it, but, like, they're not just a schlub team. I, I think they can make some noise here incredible job handling those many young kids and making them that good I imagine you're there right I mean
0: yeah I, I went with Terry too I I love the pick you know they weren't projected and you know the the way these manager awards always work is it it's always the most surprising team gets the manager of the year award, and that's not to diminish it at all Terry Francona definitely deserves it I think your preseason prediction was close you know I think he might he might even win it too uh given how well the Mariners have played this year but yeah, I like Terry Francona to win manager of the year
1: in the American League this year, which is great. Now, where are you going with National League? This, there, I expected that we may be different on National League.
0: Yeah, National League's a little tricky. I, I, I decided to go with Buck Showalter, the Mets. Um, I know people have been kind of down on the Mets recently because they lost the lead. Whatever. Everybody's hating on the Mets. This team won 101 games, 101 in 61. They haven't even won 90 games since 2015 when they lost in the World Series to the Royals. Uh, This team hasn't been a contender for a while, and they brought in Buck Showalter with the experience, uh, and he did a phenomenal job managing that roster, and I think he deserves it here. I think... I think he should win nationally manager of the year.
1: So, a couple thoughts. I don't think I'm gonna go with you, but in I believe it's a one a one b. I love the Buck pick. That's what I had written down until like an hour ago, as I'm thinking about it, and it's like ah. For me, I have to look at Rob Thompson, who was the interim manager of the Phillies, coming in after a shocking firing, having you know, your star player out majority of the season or not at his full strength um, and getting that team into the playoffs. And they had their close call and their collapse and they, they tried their hardest to get the Brewers in the playoffs. But at the end of the day, you have to go, holy shit, to be just a dugout coach or base coach and just take over and then get to the postseason. That's, that's great.
0: Yeah, I like that pick. I think that's a good pick too. Uh, yeah,
1: I the, remember when Joe
0: Girardi got fired. That was crazy.
1: The other one that I think I I know won't win it, but I think deserves to just be in the conversation is Dave Roberts. Of course, the roster is insane. But if you look at what the Dodgers have done, you know, their top four winningest team ever, you know, obviously broke the franchise record. Top four run differential, you know, it's been an incredible season. Now, like you said, I know he's not going to win it. He's not even really on the ballot because it's just like, yeah, that's an insane team. They're supposed to be good. They're supposed to win the NL West. And they're really supposed to go to a World Series. So, but I think he should be in the conversation.
0: Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Um, Let's go. uh, I guess
1: that's all the awards, right? Yeah, that that was the uh, awards that we have. So. I actually think we're going to match up with the final awards pretty closely. Um, you know, I think like the rookie of the year, well, NL is actually a little bit of a toss up, but I think AL and NL MVP, that's easily going to be judge and Goldie. Um, yep. I think Verlander is walking away with a Cy Young, you know, and then managers, you never know just cause they'll vote weird. Um, So we'll see. Who did you have for NL Cy Young? Oh, Sandy. Yeah, Yeah, Sandy. I couldn't remember either. No, yeah, it was Sandy. And, you know, I I like it, but it's got to be Julio. Well, James, incredible
0: season, incredible awards. But let's look at tomorrow and this weekend and preview some of these wild card matchups. I'll throw them at you, kind of give you the starting pitchers or at least what's out. And we'll kind of break down what we think is going to happen. And let's start with the first game on the slate in Cleveland. The Tampa Bay Rays versus the Cleveland Guardians. Tampa Bay Rays, the third and final wildcard spot versus the AL Central winner, the Cleveland Guardians. First pitch at 12.07 p.m. Eastern tomorrow. Shane McClanahan versus Shane Bieber in game one. It's going to be crazy. Game two, you got Tyler Glasnow who has only started twice this year, one being against the guardians versus Tristan McKenzie. And then Sunday, if needed, it'll be undecided, which will probably be Springs or Rasmussen, uh, for the rays versus Cal Quantrill, who has yet to drop a game at progressive all year. Where, where are you? What are you feeling about this series? Uh, Where do you think it's going to go and what is just your thoughts on it
1: well first of all i really am looking forward to this series to me this is you know probably the one i'm most excited for just because it's such an it's such an even and close matchup and both teams are constructed relatively similarly where they have some great top end pitching You know, great pitching across the board and guys who just get it done somehow. That's kind of how I'd classify it. So that element makes it really fun. Um, You know, I think it is to the advantage that the Guardians are home, of course. And I know the Rays were on a 13-day road trip now going, extending that into Cleveland for the postseason. So I don't know if that has material impact, but it's something.
0: Yeah, it'll be an interesting series. I think it is tight. I think all these series are pretty tight, to be honest. I do think being at home will help it a lot. I know the series, the games are pretty close to sold out. Um, The pitching is tight. You know, I think Bieber-McClanahan is a similar matchup. I I think there's a huge question mark with Glass now in game two, just because we haven't seen him in so long. And Tristan McKenzie has been great all year it'll be interesting to see how the lineups do. Cause I think the rays require rely a lot on the long ball. They like to hit a lot of home runs where the guardians, they do hit home runs, but they're more of a team that likes to string together. A lot of singles get infield hits, steal bases. Um, and so we'll, I think there'll be a lot of gamesmanship. I think we'll see a lot of fun things happen this series. I, I am going with the guardians. Um, I kind of like the Guardians in two. Uh, I think they just go one two, get it over with. But I think we're going to see some tight, low-scoring games, and it's gonna be it's gonna be something.
1: Yeah, I'm right there with you with the pick. I have to go Guardians. They're at home, you know, good pitching. It seems like they've always been built forward, and just like they play for the moment. I think I want to go three games on it just because you have such a toss-up in that first game. I mean, that is top-end pitching on top-end pitching. You're talking about, you know, some of the best arms in the American League going head-to-head that can go anyway, But it'll
0: be fun. Well, it'll be the first game, nice and early, 12.07 p.m. tomorrow and Saturday, early start time, and then 4.07 p.m. if necessary on Sunday. going to be a hell of a matchup. Uh, and I I think I don't think the Guardians go out in the DS against the Yankees either. But we'll talk about with that when we go to the bracket predictions. Um, let's turn to the second game on the slate. Jump to the National League. Similar setup. You got the six seed Wild Card Phillies versus the NL Central winner, the St. Louis Cardinals. Game one starters: Zach Wheeler versus Jose Quintana. Game two starters, Aaron Nola versus Miles Michaelis. Game three starters, we're not quite sure. I think Suarez is starting for the Phillies, but the Cardinals haven't announced it yet. The Cardinals, interestingly enough, are bringing all five starters with them on their postseason roster. So other than Quintana and Michaelis, they will have Jordan Montgomery, Adam Wainwright, and Jack Flaherty all available. Um, I've heard that they might you know, be in relief for tomorrow for Quintana if needed, maybe get Flaherty some innings in game one. Um, but this
1: is, honestly, I'm a little scared about this. I'm not going to lie. Interesting. I mean, I like the matchup, but to me, I feel like it's a little more one-sided, you know, than you think. I'm just looking, I mean, you have two, probably the top two finalists for the National League MVP playing just guys who have been able to get it done and string together hits. And, like, yes, Yachty is a, you know, liability offensively. He's such a great catcher on the defensive side and calling games and doing all the little details that I think that gives you an advantage, that leadership in the postseason and all that leadership of, you know, those old guys and even Albert Pujols. You don't want to see him, you know, in the DH or the pinch hitting. He's still a problem. Yeah, it's probably just me
0: being anxious and wanting them to get through. But I think, I just think the Phillies starting pitching is better. I think the Cardinals might even have the worst rotation um, in the playoffs this year. I just, like Jose Quintana or Michaelis as the number one spot, I think lacks compared to a lot of other teams. And I think Zach Wheeler and Aaron Nola are really, really good pitchers. And the Phillies won the season series against the Cardinals this year. Um, They split a four-game series in St. Louis, uh, where these three games will be. I think we're going to see a lot of high-scoring games. I could just see this these games being seven-five, eight-six. Uh, so I think these could get crazy. Lots of home runs, but we'll see. I'm just nervous. I'm just nervous. Winner obviously will go on to play Atlanta, but of course, I am taking the Cardinals.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, I knew you would. I think they are the right pick again. It's postseason, that Phillies team, Kyle Schwarber, all season's been a menace. He can turn around on any ball. So, you know, that can go either way. I like the Cardinals here. I think I make this in three just because of what you said. It's going to be practically a home run derby um, in parts. So those can always go either way. It's the line tomorrow is even
0: very interesting. Might have to put a little bit on St. Louis in game one, but Zach Wheeler's good, but let's turn to another one. Let's go to. Honestly, I'm going to, I'm so excited for all these series. They're all great, but how about this American league? The Seattle Mariners for the first time since 2001, make the playoffs and travel to Toronto. 4 7 PM Eastern tomorrow. Luis Castillo versus Alec Manoa. In game one, game two, Robbie Ray versus undecided, but I would imagine Kevin Gossman and then game three, Logan Gilbert versus undecided. And that one, maybe Barrios. uh, we'll see where they go with game three, but I love this matchup. I think this is going to be a wire to wire
1: series. I I'm going to be rooting for the Mariners, but
0: how do you feel about this one?
1: Yeah, I mean... All of these matchups are exciting in their own way, but this is one where it's just two teams, all with young guys, bright futures, studs that are just so fun to watch. And then you combine with that just incredible pitching. I mean, that game one is just nuts. I mean, it it really is. Like, I think that's going to be a very low scoring game, maybe even a 1-0. So you have great pitching, just super exciting players. And like this Toronto team is dangerous when they get hot and all their bats are cooking and they got the home run jacket out, it's over. But also this Mariners team, like, they can do that exact same thing and turn around on you on a dime. So I'm very excited for this one. To me, this is the closest one. As we've been recording, I keep flip-flopping what my prediction is. I'm going Seattle in three. What about you? You know, all leading all the way up, I was – on the blue jays and then when we were recording i switched and i think i do like seattle just i think that pitching advantage gets it there i'm with you i think it's three but again logan gilbert as your day three pitcher that's you're sitting in a nice spot i'm just feeling like my,
0: my decision is more emotional than anything i just think with all the energy around this team all the emotion with this team they got to make it through the first round but the blue jays are a tough matchup in toronto too that place is going to be going crazy so it's going to be very exciting um and this game's at 407 tomorrow which will be towards the it'll be after the guardians game most likely and towards the latter half of the cardinals game so my mood watching this game you know i i might just want to turn off the tv if like the guards and the cardinals lose but we'll see i'm very excited for game one tomorrow and the final one I think the biggest market, they put it on prime time, 8.07 PM tomorrow, the San Diego Padres versus the New York Mets. Interesting things going on here with the pitching matchup, I think. So game one, Hugh Darvish, who has been pitching incredible recently, we both made him player of September, versus Max Scherzer going in game one for the Mets. Now, the reason I say it's interesting... No starters are announced for game two. And I've heard Buck Showalter might be considering not pitching Jacob DeGrom this series uh, unless it goes to three. If Scherzer gets the win tomorrow, pitch Bassett in game two, maybe close it out, get DeGrom for game one of the DS. And then if not use DeGrom in a closeout game three, if necessary, obviously the Padres will, you know, maybe go Musgrove. Uh, Blake Snell has been pitching great recently. So, I think Padres put up a little bit of a fight here. Maybe send this to three. Uh, I think you are probably all
1: over the Mets here, but where do you feel? How do you feel about this one? So, you know, this is at at first initially, right? As I'm looking at it, like I'm laughing it off the paper because obviously I've treated the Padres like their joke laughed on them, whatever. As you think about it, in the province, this is where playoff baseball gets crazy. You have three games, and it, I think the San Diego team can put up a fight. I think they will put up a fight. And again, this Mets team, it's a very good Mets team. This, But San Diego, like they have some players. If Juan Soto decides to be nuts, I mean, that changes everything. If, you know, when you have Manny Machado, who was in the NL MVP conversation for at least till the all-star break just some weapons there they can do some things and I don't know why I'm I'm creeping more and more into this theory and I feel like San Diego while being successful has been almost like ragged on by the Dodgers so bad that they almost need to do you know something and it's like I don't know I feel like they could make some noise I agree. I I don't think we should rule out San Diego. I don't think anybody is
0: ruling out San Diego, but I also think I see a lot of people predicting the San Diego just because, you know, like I said, everybody's kind of down on the Mets right now. Um, But you can't count San Diego out. They've got good pitching. Darvish has been the hottest pitcher in baseball. Blake Snell has been incredible. And Joe Musgrove in a game three would be good. The problem is you're going against potentially two Hall of Fame pitchers in Max Scherzer and Jacob deGrom, who when they're on, uh, are unhittable. And then you got Bassett, Taiwan Walker, Carrasco all to potentially come out of the pen. Um, so it's going to be cra- And and the best closer in the national league. Uh, so we'll see, but like you said, if they get Juan Soto, Manny Machado, Josh bell, all these guys locked in and hitting the ball hard, you know, this could be a, this could be a fun series. These are all going to be really exciting.
1: Well, I think certainly I would give the Padres lineup the advantage. Um, I mean, the Mets are good. Pete Alonso and a forty home run season for him. No Starling Marte. No, no Starling Marte. You had the um, Jeff McNeil wins the uh, NL average. Yeah. So it, it's Mets are good. I think the Padres just could as you said as they walk in that lineup is scary to me this mostly comes down of course to pitching I feel like the Mets are in a situation where it's like the the their higher percentage chances that their pitchers perform great it's yep. all gravy then there's that small 10 percent chance that they get you know just beat up on whereas the Padres are almost the opposite like yes their pitchers are really good but they're going to need all of these pitchers who have similar to one of their top five games over the season to come out of this thing alive. So I think that's, you know, that's the disadvantage. Um, Obviously the games in New York too. So that, that changes it a little bit. I'm going Mets in three. I definitely know it's three. I mean, it's three games and I'm at such a coin toss and I don't know if part of it is that I want the Padres to win. Just You want that San
0: Diego LA
1: matchup? Yeah, it's, like, one, I don't want to face the Mets necessarily, but also to just, like, I don't know, to just sweep the Padres out of the playoffs immediately would be very fun to me. Could you stomach a loss, though? What if the Padres knocked out the Dodgers? Uh, I actually could see that happening just out of, like, I do think some of that, like, just getting bullied all year, like, they could punch back. And, no, I could not stomach that. That would be – I mean, again, it's, like – It was almost as fun throwing San Francisco out of the playoffs last year as winning a World Series. Like it nearly was a little bit of a bias because just coming off one. I just can't imagine giving that pleasure to Padres or the Padres fans. But I do want to beat them. And for that reason, I'm going to get controversial. Padres in three. Wow. And I just want to point out my prediction has nothing to do with with what you said and like seen recently where it's like, Oh, like the Mets have had a bad last 10 days. It's like, no, that's not why I just think that it's more about what I think the Padres could do.
0: Well, that's the only series that we seem to disagree on, or at least picked uh, opposite ends of, um, I don't want to go too deep into, you know, obviously previewing NLDS and LCS, but in world series, but let's, Let's give our predictions here. So we both pick Guardians.
1: Guardians, Yankees, where are you going? This one, again, I feel like we may actually be in a weird alignment here, but I like the upset. I actually like the Guardians to win this game. I think they clearly have the pitching advantage. I think their whole team success is based on their lineup, right? Just guys getting it done in tough spots, whereas the Yankees, it's basically like, is Aaron judge insane tonight or not? And what is John Carla doing? And like, yes, there's good players on the Yankees, but it's just a different style. Need the long ball a little bit more. Um, I like the guardians. I think they find a way to do it. And I think the high off of a big wild card series will, uh, will push them through.
0: I like it too. I want, I want Cleveland over the Yankees. Remember early in the year, those Yankees fans were throwing trash at miles straw and Kwan, and they got in their face. I could see the guardians doing it pulling the upset beating the yankees and going to the alcs how about on the other side we both picked mariners you get mariners
1: astros where are you going in this al west matchup for me this again kind of a no-brainer i hate them but also a team i want to keep winning so i can beat them Uh, but that's the houston astros again probably the best staff at least most like unwavering proven Frambler Valdez just craps out quality starts. Um, I mean, Verlander. And then you look at, you know, Jordan Alvarez is having a great year himself, but that whole team is just stacked with talent. Jose Pena, you mentioned, and they all show up. And they have that. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, Jose Altuve and Jeremy Pena. Um, They have Dusty Baker and just that experience. I mean, the Astros go to the ALCS on repeat. And I think they're going to do it again.
0: I'm with you. I think the Astros are the best team in the American League by a wide, wide margin. They've got the best pitching staff. They've got a hot offense. They've got the experience. Like you said, they, they, they played these high leverage games almost every season. Astros for me too. So we got the same ALCS Astros guardians. Um, I'll give you mine first. This is where I'm the guardians run. I I'm obviously going to be rooting for the guardians a lot, but. I think it's got to be Houston coming out of the American League this year.
1: Yeah, and I don't have too much to say. To me, that's a no-brainer, and I'm right there with you. I think the guards will just one kind of run out of steam, but also this Houston team is a juggernaut, and I hate to acknowledge it. And I want them. I want them in the World Series. How about Cardinals,
0: Braves, NLDS? Where are you going with this?
1: This one, this one's tough. I mean, I obviously – I want the Cardinals to win just on principle, really mainly for Albert Um, and for you. You know, it would be exciting. But this Braves team is so, so, so good, and it's just the depth all the way down. I mentioned Michael Harris earlier, Dansby Swanson. What is crazy is I was looking at this today. No one on the Braves is hitting over 300, and I would not have guessed that. They just all are just 280. All of them are um, the pitching is pretty nuts in Atlanta. you said it earlier. I think the Cardinals probably have the worst pitching situation in the play- playoffs right now. Um, I gotta I gotta go Atlanta, but I think this is a close one. I think the Cardinals do make it exciting. I'm going to pick the Cardinals. I have no further
0: comment. I, I think I agree with most of what you said, but I got to pick the Redbirds. Um, yeah. I assume I mean, in the under, other NLDS, we we picked different ways. I went Mets, you went Padres, but I assume we're both going Dodgers, make it to the
1: NLCS. Yeah. I mean, I think like, obviously you don't want to play the Mets because of their crazy starting rotation. I almost would rather play the Mets than the Padres though, because of that kind of emotional, like, I mean, honestly, LA is almost due getting punched from San Diego. And I don't want to deal with that, but you had to pick the Dodgers. I mean, they've had, even though their pitching has been injury prone and it, like, they have a really strong pitching game. Their offense is incredible. Top two in hits in the NL, uh, Freddie and Trey, you have Mookie back. I mean, Cody Bellinger, again, it's the playoffs. So he may find his swing a little bit. Um, have to go with Dodgers here. So you're going Dodgers Braves. I'm going
0: Dodgers Cardinals. I'll say it first, I'm going Dodgers make the world series. We get a rematch of 2017.
1: Yeah. I, I mean, I'm right there with you. I'm not going to ride this Dodgers team all the way up and then pick them. And I do think they're, they are the best team, you know, just all around the baseball, like best team. I think it's them. They've had a top four historic year. Now. I don't think it's, you know, an insane runaway just because of the pitching woes a little bit. Again, if you had Walker Bueller here, maybe you feel more confident. Um, but, yeah, I, I like it, and I think this is the Dodgers-Astros World Series that I've been waiting for. And, again, the loss to the Astros, that may be the toughest one to stomach. So, like, this course that I packed is, like, if this happens, <laughs> I'm going to lose my mind because it will be great. But the coin flip of that, like, I don't know if – because, quite frankly, if they win the World Series versus the Dodgers. There's probably a hundred thousand people in Houston who have valid messages for me that I just don't want to read. Um, <laughs> so we just, we, we can't have that. I I'm going to pay. I mean, it was my preseason prediction somewhat homegrown, but I also think they've lived up to the hype. I was a little questioning of Freddie Freeman, but Dodgers world series, the, the, uh, wrong will have been right. Uh, and in about a month, I'll get the first good night's sleep of my life. Well, since 2017,
0: I'm going Dodgers as well. I think preseason, uh, we picked, I, I want to say Toronto versus LA in the world series. Didn't we
1: both go that? I think yep. I might've
0: picked Toronto
1: to we win at all. Maybe not. No, we both did Toronto versus LA, uh, and I specifically called out Dodgers in six in the world series. Um, so I still think it's in six. But I think Houston goes down. I mean, I, there's almost this energy, and I, I no longer have that, like, high. Like, forever it was just chasing that first World Series win, like, seeing it. Mm-hmm. Um, now it's almost, like, different. It's like this, like, you know, Houston and get back. But it's more like it's a shame because of how great of a regular season they had. And if they lose one of these tight matchups, like, it's just what, like, one of the best seasons in MLB history will basically not be cared about by the fans. And that sucks.
0: Well, I won't say it's a super interesting World Series pick for us. We're picking the t- clearly two best teams, I would say, in all of baseball. But it's a matchup I would love to see. It's a great rematch. Lots of history between the teams. Uh, but it's going to be an incredible weekend, an incredible couple of weeks, incredible month of baseball as we go through the postseason Um but James, I mean, I guess any anything else to say? We kind of went through all our topics here.
1: Yeah, I mean, we did, you know, got the awards wrapped up the year. What a special, special year, and what a great postseason in October that we're looking forward to. You know, it's fun how fast the baseball playoffs happen. You realize in the NBA it's two months and you're there, but it's like, nope, it's four weeks, basically. Like, the yeah. last World Series game, I think, would be in the first week, like November 4th. So... It's gonna be a thrill ride of an October. We still don't even know how we're gonna cover it, but we definitely will be putting out a recap episode following the wildcard weekend and taking it from there. But we will be covering all the playoffs in detail. So make sure you're following the show so you don't miss any of that. I would say look
0: out for episode 65 Monday. Uh, <clears throat> we'll get it right after the wildcard series and the NLDS ALDS start on Tuesday. So we'll kind of do a similar type episode looking back on these series and previewing what's to come. Hopefully all our teams are still in it. Uh, I guess yours team will obviously be in it. I hope the Cardinals are still in it. I hope the Guardians are still in it. I hope we got some great matchups. Uh, but I look forward to episode 65. This was episode 64. James, it was a good episode.
1: Great episode. Uh Rias, give it to him. Dodgers and six, home field advantage through the whole postseason. Boom.